StoryCorps Orlando is sponsored by Orlando Health. Hi, my name is Elsie Oberst. I am 87 years old. My name is Sharish Lala. I'm 37 years old. I am Monica Pinamonti. I'm Bernard Mackey. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I am 13 years old. I'm one month shy of my 72nd birthday. Usually I tell people I'm 74, but the reality is I am 44. Today's date is January 7th. It is January 9th. Today is January 18th, 2019. And we are in Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. And we are in Orlando, Florida. And I'm talking to my mom. I'm here with my friend, Tess Bonacci. I am the friend, Tess Bonacci. Uh, Mandy is my domestic partner. Grandmother is the one who's doing it with me. She's my friend, my compañera, and my co-worker. I am Joseph Mario's mother. I'm here with my son to give you the story. What's your favorite thing about Orlando? It has to be the people. The people here are so good, and they're so weird. I know when I was younger, I thought that it was this inherent cynicism in people because we grew up near Disney World. Mm. Growing up with that as a kid, even though I didn't really, I've only been to Disney World a few times, but it's just like a place where dreams are realized <laughs> and like a magical kingdom and it's there. People talk about it all the time. You see Disney imagery. Yeah. Um, it's what, like what people ask you about when you go to other places. Yeah, so I true. just feel like there's like a thread that connects people here. A lot of people I knew growing up are like gone mm -hmm. and a lot of new people have come in. It's such a transient city. That's one of the things I love about Orlando is, yeah, a lot of our friends and former Orlandoans have moved away, but it's always the place that they come back to visit, even if it's not their home, if their family is in another city or whatever, they mm. always come back to Orlando. Orlando is kind of like homeroom or maybe the fun detention where it's like all, all your people are there. People, you know, maybe take for granted that they're able to go back home. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it's hard to see other people go to Mexico for vacation for like a yeah. week or whatever. And, yeah. <laughs> and you, that that's your home. That's, uh -huh. your, that's your people. Those are, you know, that's where your roots are. Can't go back. But at the same time, you know, like there were, you know, so many pushing factors that, you know, of why our community, why my parents decided to come here, you know. And, yeah. and I'm very thankful, you know, like mm -hmm. that's something that... I never like to blame my parents for, you know. You know, it's something that that I would never blame them because I know they were looking for something better for, for my siblings and I. People risk everything to be able to, you know, give or provide for their families. I'm comfortable here. Mm -hmm. It's just like the last time, I think it was five or six years ago that I went to El Paso, Texas, at the border of Mexico. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's so close, mm -hmm. you know, like it's... I like I can put my finger in it, yeah. you know, like, and I can I can feel the other air is the same air, and that just, like, I'm like that's my home. I can see kids playing on the other side, and I'm like, you know, it's just so close, but it's just this wall that is mm -hmm. just separating everything, and and it's just really really hard to to not imagine that I'm ever gonna go back. We grow to this pain where we just become so numb to it that yeah. that is sometimes so hard to express, you know. Yeah. I guess that's just 
you know, a motivation to wake up every day and just keep yeah. fighting because one day we're going to go back. I don't know how. Con papeles o sin papeles. We're going to go back and I don't know in what circumstances. And I know we're not going to find the same yeah. place that we left. And that's what probably hurts the most. Yes. It might look different or yeah. people might look different or they might be a little bit older, but that yeah. love is still there. Yeah. That tierra is still there. I know this may be hard to realize, but until I set foot on the University of Florida campus um, in the fall of 1964, I had not spoken a complete sentence to a white person in my entire life. And one of my best friends, Larry Matthews, and I were roommates. We moved into the dorms in Hume Hall, and we went to have a meal, uh, dinner, in the Hume Hall cafeteria. And we walked in, and I, you know, there must have been at least 300 students, and it was loud, and it was raucous, and the jukebox was playing, and everybody was having a great time until we opened the door. Mm. And when we did, everything stopped. All the talking stopped. Even the jukebox stopped. And nobody put anything else in. I mean, it was totally silent. And um, that helped us understand that we were in a place where most of the people thought we should not be. One day I'm in seventh grade home economics, and my mom had a strict thing that I was not allowed to use makeup. I'm the only female of my mom. So, you know, my mom had to work hard, long hours, and so forth. So I'm here at Home Economics, you know, and the girls are pushing me, oh, try this blue eyeliner, try this blue eyeliner. Mm. You know, peer pressure when it comes in. And I'm I'll like, no, mom. <laughs> mom said no. I'm like, um, they were like, wait, she works long hours. By the time you get home, you wash it off. So here I am in front of a mirror. You know, I'm practicing as we go, you know, and so forth. And where the mirror is placed is next to a door. So after I got one eye done, and I'm like, whoa, I'm so excited. I finally learned how to put my first eyeliner on. A lady walks by that door, and I see it's my mother. <laughs> Out of all the days, she had to show up the day I have half an eye with the blue eyeliner. And I, oh go, cr I go crying to the, to the teacher. Teacher, please tell my mom this is part of the school curriculum. You know, because she's going to kill me. Out of oh all my days, my mom had to show up with me with one eye with the blue <laughs> eyeliner on. <laughs> That's luck right there. <laughs> I was very disciplined when I was at the age of 19. Unfortunately, because you were female, uh, you couldn't complete your education in India. I miss my studies, so that's why I'm trying to give my children good studies. So I was very disciplined and strict discipline to raise them. You made sure that your kids had the opportunity to finish and pursue higher education and have taught over 200 Americans in my career while I'm still a foreign national on a work visa in the United States. I did not know at the time when I secured the visa that I would be potentially taking an American's job. 
I did not know if I would be a Democrat or a Republican or what that entailed. I was a 23, 24-year-old, just happy with the opportunity to come to the United States to work and pay for my own school and, and not ask for money from my parents or take any loans. It's been wonderful. I'm really glad that you're here and I can see myself finishing this degree and earning the doctor before my name. Yes, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I was not aware of it at the time at all. But looking back on it, I realized that we were poor. Do you remember any time that you didn't have food on your table as a child? <laughs> we had been to visit some friends on a Sunday evening, and I don't know whether my parents thought that they would offer us supper or not, but as we were walking down the steps, I said, can we go home and have supper now? And when we got home, my mother, who was kind of creative and inventive, said, we're going to sit by the fireplace and have cocoa and toast. Now I know, and later when I ask her about it, she said, that, that was all we had. Have you ever been hungry? I've been hungry, but I haven't went without food. I've always had food later. Right. Right, and we're so glad. You were, you were an immigrant yourself, coming from Argentina, from very humble beginnings. Uh, you've worked very hard your entire life. Uh, you've done a, an amazing job teaching me, showing me what it means to work hard. My last question for you is, do you know how proud of you I am? I remember you telling me when we were in Argentina the first time. We were in the Andes. It was just you and I, remember that day? Yeah, I do. And it wasn't the first trip, it was, but it was you and I walking around the end. It was a spectacular day. The sky is blue, and it's just so beautiful there. And you said, thank you, Mom. And I didn't know what you were thanking me about. And you said, thanks. I um, thank you for bringing me here. And then you told me you admired me, and I couldn't, I'd never heard you say that. And I said, for what? And you look surprised that I would say that to you. I'm still surprised. You're a very impressive person. Thank you. You are too. <laughs> I had a good model. I have something to tell you. I've said it many times. Trust your heart. And I used to say when I couldn't be at your soccer games and you're, I don't know, six years old, eight years old, and I'd say, get inside your heart. You'll feel me in your heart. I know. It is my great joy. It has been for... 28 years to be your mom. StoryCorps Orlando is sponsored by Orlando Health.